Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book, that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey everybody, guess what? I'm disrupting the network marketing, or also known as the multi-level marketing industry as well. ATS Network, it is the brand newest multi-level marketing company that's getting so much media attention and breaking records all over the world. Why? I'll give you six reasons why. For one, it's free to join. That's right. If you want to make money with us, you don't have to pay a dime to join us. Number two, there's no auto ship. That means there's nothing that I'm charging you. And there's also no customer volume requirement. That means you don't have to order $199 worth of a product to get this, whatever, right? If you want all your residual income, it costs you nothing per month. 
whether it be auto ship or customer volume requirements for you to get in here. Number three, you don't have to pay monthly for your website. That's right. No $24.95 a month or all this stuff like that. Number four, there's no obligation or any incentive for you to recruit anyone. Now, I probably should have led with that. Let me say that again. I have the only network marketing company in the world in which you don't have to go out and get three to get three, get three, get three, and all that stuff like that. No recruitment whatsoever. Your mom, your grandmother, or the lady next door can do this. Number five, you never have to get promoted or recruit anyone to the to get the highest level of residual income. Since I don't have distributors and since I don't require you to recruit anyone, guess what? The moment you come in, you can get topped level residual income. And finally, you only have to be an active customer to make money with the company. Check out the show notes, probably the first link, Antonio T. Smith Jr. If you want to be one of the 100,000 millionaires that I want to create, this is where you should be, ATS Network. Link is in the show notes. Love you. You can plant better. You can dominate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. My entire goal with this podcast is to give you value. That is it. I'm interested in you buying from me. Want to you can, but that is not the goal. And we're going to talk about her in a second. I do want you to go to the show notes for people I interview because I do let her introduce herself as well. I'm very intrigued to have this interview. Let me tell you how this started. My my company, as you all know, does we specialize in cold calls. We're very good at it. We're extremely good at it. And I don't know who she was on the phone with, which one of my people. I can't. In remember, this podcast, but let's on the phone with me. Keynotes for me, interviews, millionaires, energy. energy. We're having a good time. And then she made me laugh. She made me laugh about the closing process. I'll let her tell that if she wants to. So she made me laugh about this. She's got all this experience in corporate America. She's now starting to answer track. This is amazing, and I, I do really, 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 really like it. Like, all of you know on this podcast, and is a share big it, deal. Without further ado, subscribe to gentlemen, this share this. In the bureau of not a speaker, she is a professional speaker on her own. She is successful in her own right. Really needs no introduction. But Holland, can you please grace myself and my audience with your presence? <laughs> Well, good morning, and thank you, uh, Mr. Antonio Smith. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. Yes. (laughs) As you alluded, like most of us, I went to, you know, school and wasn't absolutely successful in my college experience, but one of the key things that my mother taught me in our our short while together, she passed away when I was 14, but one of the key things that she taught me was to develop a work ethic, right? To know how to do something, but learn how to do it better than anyone else in your team or in your close proximity. And then once you master that higher level of expertise, then learn how to do it faster than everybody else. So, Knowing those tools, not having a successful college career, I moved straight into the work world. And because of that lesson on work ethic, uh, 
um, I was almost immediately moved into management positions and supervisory positions and started to develop to develop understandings of the importance of leadership and the importance of influence and um, moved through various forms of IT and various levels of management and leadership. And after over 20 years of all of that activity, then <laughs> what most people would consider the bottom dropping out, um, that relationship with the company almost suddenly ends, and then you have to make wow. a decision whether you should go into the workforce again, um, or if you want to start to develop some things that have been passions and speaks to your fulfillment as a whole individual, as opposed to working for someone else, then begin to work towards facilitating that sort of energy. So that's kind of been my course. Oh, this is going to be such a relatable podcast. It really is because there's a lot of people that are going to relate to that. Let me first start off by something you brought up that's inside of Think and Grow Rich. Your mom, short time that, that you knew her in 14 years, taught you specified knowledge is what Napoleon Hill would talk about there. And for our audience, if you haven't read, well, most of you have read Think and Grow mm -hmm. Rich. Specified knowledge is what gets you paid. General knowledge is what gets you an employee, right? And she said she moved immediately to management or near management almost. Can you double back for us and break down the importance of both what your mom taught you by specifying in something, right, like getting really, really good at it, and how that played out and gave you an advantage in the corporate world? Certainly. Um, I think it began um, because it creates an environment for service, right, that my focus is always providing a quality service, um, not only to my employer, but to those that I am working along with, colleagues, and those that I have responsibility for um, managing or leading and providing support to. So that level of service, right, that you don't ever want to have it be said that she didn't give her absolute best or he didn't give his absolute all towards making sure that everything that they present, everything that they provide represents really the excellence of who we are and who we've, made to, who we've been made to be. So I think um, in the workplace or for your own business as an entrepreneur, that commitment to service and a high level of service um, makes it easier to, to really utilize that special, specialized knowledge, right? When you do tap in to learning something and establishing a high level of expertise, it means nothing if you're not willing to fully give yourself away to that. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. And you brought up speed, and I really, really like this part. This is what made me want to double back. So you said your mom taught you once you dominated, once you got it good, they need to get faster than everybody else at it. Can you break that down even more? I think that's one of the wisest things I've heard in, in, in quite some time. 
Yeah, I am grateful to have had a a, a woman of wisdom <laughs> to bring <laughs> me into the world, right? Um, right. You know, the truth of the matter is that um, we're used to uh, mediocrity. People mm. are 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 used to and quite accepting of average. And any time that we can give, you know, a simple thing as doing what you say you will do, <laughs> mm. it it seems common and it seems really logical, but it's not many of us who do that. Wow. And when we get to understand that most of the world and most of society and business and in organizational management, most people have become used to just accepting what's acceptable. But that element of doing it faster, doing it um, more efficiently, finding ways to solve problems and create systems that allow things to smoke, that, to allow things to flow smoothly and consistently, then that gives you a level up on people who are just kind of hitting and missing and may give you 50%. Yeah, I completely agree. And and Mm -hmm. let me, me, I have to point this out. I can hear your energy say, let me go ahead and put my weight on this mediocrity part right here. I can hear it. You got really, (laughs) you got real passionate about it. So we're going to put our hat right here for a little bit. And I want you to say whatever you want to say about how we are commonly just accepting of mediocrity service and and mediocrity from everybody else. Absolutely. Um, If you think about just our common experience with customer service, right, we walk into um, any marketplace these days, we're not greeted. Um, If we are approached, in a quote-unquote offer of assistance, it's more for the purpose of asset protection, more more so than making sure right. you're having a quality experience. Um, the move is to get us out of those stores, the physical stores, and push us online so that we don't have to interact with one another. Those kinds of things, to me, speak to our whole um, societal norms starting to shift away from really caring about one another and offering a quality experience. So when we run into someone who is willing to be genuinely and authentically helpful and provide a great level of service and make us feel like our presence has been truly wanted and appreciated, then we're like, oh, my gosh, I have to go back. I can't wait to have that experience again because it's so rare now. And we have just become more and more accepting of less than what we deserve. And Mm. that's especially true in, you know, the business area, right? A lot of us sometimes find ourselves in positions, and I've done it myself, so I don't stand in a position of like, oh, my gosh, I've got it together and everyone else doesn't. But, no, I've done it, that I've, I've worked a job so that I could get money. There was no passion yeah. about the, yeah. the the role that I was feeling. There was no sense of fulfillment at the end of my work day. And I was like, just give me my check so I can go. But yeah. <laughs> when we start to relate. blend, mm-hmm, when we start to blend our passions and our purpose along with our skill set, 
you're talking about finding a sweet spot, and that's the place where we all really deserve to be. And that's and that's actually where you are right now. That's that's how I met you. That's that's what made me attracted to you to the idea of you being on this podcast because I heard it. I didn't verbalize it in the eloquent way you just did. There's no way I could have did that. But I felt the energy, right? Energy can be translated. I felt that energy. So let's fast forward. We're coming back to this, though, because I, I get the feeling you can talk about this for the next 16 weeks and never repeat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling mediocrity is something that you are absolutely over in your lifetime. <laughs> it just sounds that yeah. way. Is that about right? <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, I I think a lot back. of us desire high levels of success. Like, we all want it. Right? That's that's the whole yep, name yep. of your platform, right? The secret to success. Those yep. that spend time subscribing and listening really are committed to that. Um, the distance between those of us who just desire it and those of us who really do achieve it and manifest it is our ability to push bad push past being average. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. So what would you say I'm I'm gonna do something I don't know different here you are a young woman you're still young now when i was younger i thought you were old but you know now that i'm pushing <laughs> 40 you know anything less than 96 is young to me you understand I mean, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yes. and even absolutely. the 96 year old has some youth and vitality that we can't wait to experience right. mm -hmm. i know that's right what would you tell younger you because you know stuff now Right. Yep, 20-year-old you, or in fact, any younger you you want to discuss, <laughs> what advice would you give younger you now? Yeah, I would encourage the younger Holland to um, dismiss the doubt that um, mm, I've good. always, at an early age, another thing my mother taught me to do was to journal, to write down my thoughts and ideas. So I had been journaling since an early age. But looking at my um, late teens and 20s. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in the thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. You will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, 
this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business. Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment. I still have some of that material that I jotted down and ideas nice. that I had and creative things that I wanted to bring forward or even some ideas that I wanted to bring to market. And I looked at those things and like, oh, that'll never work, or I don't know enough to produce this, or I, I don't even know how to start. But I would write these ideas down, and sometimes I go back to those old journals or those old notebooks where I had those ideas, and my heart and passion is still there. And I was like, wow, if I had started those things way back then, it was certainly be much further along, along, and I would not have spent all that time, you know, working in a corporate area that didn't speak to my passion. But I had insight early on in life. So a lot of times we have to trust. Um, a lot of times that we already know who we are, but we don't have the confidence to fully fulfill it. But I wow. would absolutely tell the younger me to dismiss any of that doubt, take a bold step, and give it a try. Wow. You know, I, you, you just actively listen to you. I'm going to say something I've never said on the podcast before. I'm going to tell a stat, this story, and I want you to take exactly the energy on and interpret the short story I'm going to tell and then expound on that if it's true or not. So here we go. I My last job was at Little Caesars, for, of, of all places, Little Caesars, $5 pizzas, I wound up being store manager, and the owner's son, name was Paul Goodrum, we're good friends to this day, and he had this joke that he always did, and he taught me a valuable lesson by accident the third or fourth time he did the joke to me. I would clock out, and he'd be like, Antonio, hey, 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 come here, and make it look like it's really important that I'm walking out the door. And then as soon as I get right up home, i say, hey, what's going on, man? What would you think, what would you be right now if I didn't call you back? Like, like that that was it, like literally, and I would go, hey, really, right, you know, and then I'd walk off. He did it, I fell for it three or four times, and on the fourth time, I thought to myself, wait a minute, there is a lesson here I should be learning. Mm -hmm. This man keeps calling me back, and I keep being where he called me to be and not where I was going. All right. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Holland, would you interpret that, please, in what you're saying, in whatever you want to say? I, I feel like that was an Aesop fable, right, <laughs> but in modern times. <laughs> it's um, it's amazing, the picture, right, that um, yeah. he kept calling you back. And if we broke down every word, right, if, you know, the Come calling on, is important to podcast. hear. <laughs> The calling is important, right, because we have to assess first who is calling us, why they're calling us, and what they're calling us to accomplish. All right. And in that quick moment where you just turned your head, you had an opportunity to really discern and to interpret the who and the what and the why in the calling of itself. Mm. And then the fact that he was calling you back, sometimes it's just a really great policy to just never go back. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. Because, <laughs> right, get the lesson and keep moving. But um, you don't always have to go back. But it's important to understand that there will always be distractions. And that's the lesson that you were hearing is that wow. I am distracting you away from your future, your purpose, what mission you were already set on accomplishing. And yes, sometimes. The distractions um, are opportunities for us to learn, but it should never take us back to the point where we decide not to continue moving forward, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we get caught mm-hmm. up in the distraction and somehow create enjoyment when it was not set up to be an enjoyable distraction. Mm-hmm. We create mm-hmm. enjoyment in places where they're really, if we were fully whole and fully understanding everything in that moment, those distractions were simply meant to delay and to um, almost overthrow the plan for our lives. But we start creating enjoyment in those places that are meant to diminish us. So there's a need for all kinds of wholeness for us so that we can accurately discern when those distractions or those callings are not coming from places that are meant to develop and grow us. Mm. Are you one of those apostles? Are you licensed to preach or something? Because you preach it in this place. <laughs> I've, I've got some paper with my name on it, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that was a word. That was really good. And you may, again, just actively listening. There's another lesson that he taught me. And this is probably we're really good friends, Paul Goodrum. And mm-hmm. when I was at Little Caesars, it was I had to go there. I was I was making fifty thousand dollars a year, and then I got caught up. This was it, it, basically I, I got caught up in the recession of two thousand eight. I lost my house. Mm-hmm. I, I lost you know stuff, right stuff. Yeah. And now I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke. And I go, man, I gotta go get a job. Ugh. Sorry, I just the thought of me going to get a job. To, ugh, it just ugh, terrible. Sugar, but, huh? Yeah, I know it really does. It really does. It really does. So we're gonna get this job, and the only person, only people we're hiring is Little Caesars. I don't have a degree yet, but I, I but I'm in management, top sales my whole life. Now I go from making fifty thousand dollars a year plus commission to eight dollars and fifty cents an hour. Got to do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I work my way up, and he was the first person to make me believe that I did every single thing that I said I was going to do. He always said it to me. He said, man, Tony, I've never met somebody. You got these crazy dreams. 
you're sitting here a little season. You said you was going to restart your business. You did that. You said you were going to do this. You did that. You said you were going to run for this. You did that. I've never known anybody. You said you were going to retire. You did. I retired from Little Caesars. I've never known anybody that always does what he says. So let's go backwards because you pointed out in the very beginning of this podcast that as something as simple as actually doing what you said is important and uncommon these days. Can you break that down more and give us some antidotes that you have in your own mind with this? Um, Absolutely. I think, um, you know, just listening to you talk about your experience, I think, you know, that's a fabulous example, right, of the Mm -hmm. importance of two things, right? And and I love alliterations. So the two things are, are I words your integrity and your identity. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are absolutely critical to have a strong lock on, right? Your commitment to integrity that, you know, back in the day, and people may say even still, people used to say your word is your bond, right? Oh, yeah, that if, That's old if your word is meaningless, then there's no, there's nothing else that warrants us having any sort of relationship or me being willing to trust you or to do business or even to establish a friendship if I can't trust your word. So the importance of being able to do what you say you're going to do, so much so that people don't have to second guess or or question. You know, if I say, you know, I'm going to be here at um, 10 o'clock to meet with you, our clients and our friends don't have to wonder, like, well, maybe, you know, she'll show up around 11 or 11.30 because she's always late. Or they know, you know, Holland is on time, and on time for her means almost 15 minutes early, typically. I know that's right. So creating that consistency in um, building trust is really, really, really critical um, as a, a business owner, a leader, as a human being. It's important for people to be able to trust us. Um, And people begin to be willing to give us more once we show that we're trustworthy. Mm. And the other I is you mentioned you lost a lot of things, right? You lost your home and your job situation was a little unstable and the market was unreliable, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But one thing you did not lose was your identity. You had a clear (laughs) path set about who you are. (laughs) <laughs> I I um I, I love how um both of those things, your integrity and your identity were parallel, especially in that tough time. And typically mm-hmm. our identity comes forward specifically when we're going through our rough moments, right? Wow. We never know how resilient we are until we go through some rough and, and you know, rugged places. But our resilience stands up so that we can now say my identity is compiled of strength and character and resilience. I have the ability to bounce back after I go through a hard time. I'm I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to roll up into a ball and sit in the corner and just allow life to happen. I'm going to take an active position here and do Absolutely. some directional planning so that I know that when – when I learn from this tough time, 
I know now that I can look predictively and say, here are the things I want to put in place to make sure I don't ever have to sit in this seat again. So our identity is important for us to really grab hold to. Um, I have a a book that I released a few years ago that talks about about, (laughs) it talks (laughs) about overcoming rejection. The book is called I'm Accepted, Walking the Journey from Rejection to Freedom. And one of the key principles that I discuss in that is it's so important to have a strong grip on your identity. Because many people may label us, but just because they put a label on us, it doesn't have to make it so, nor do we have to live according to anyone else's label. Um, I tend to um, follow the identity that um, I've gained through my relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm clear about who I am. (laughs) And you may decide. I'm one of them people. You knew I was one of them people. Yeah. So I'm I'm clear, right? Yeah. Yeah, So it doesn't matter how you perceive or even if I show up one day and I'm not really at my best, it doesn't change the core of my identity. So keep your integrity strong, have a strong lock on your identity, and there's nothing we can't accomplish. That's amazing. So the 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 hustler in me comes out now. Um, you know, I can't help myself. I've been homeless since I was six, <laughs> and I've been making money since I was six and a half. So the hustler in me right. comes out. I heard you drop a book, and I'm gonna need you to repeat that and tell us where we can get it from. Because <laughs> hustler to hustler, we need to know okay. how to buy from you. Well, awesome. Thank you. Um, the book again is called I'm Accepted. Um, Walking the Journey from Rejection to Freedom. It's available on Amazon as well as HollandNance.com for purchase and all of that. So, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that will also be in the show notes so you don't have to pull over and stop driving and you're driving (laughs) 70 miles per hour or something. Don't worry about it. Just go in the show notes. You'll be able to see that. (laughs) We'll make it very easy for you. Holland, this has been fantastic. I'd like to shift now because you – there's some themes, some motifs that keep coming out at me, and I keep hearing – I'm not sure how to say – I keep hearing – new, uh, not new beginnings, that's, 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 that's not what you're saying. I keep hearing this is where I am now, and I am going to dominate this no matter what. That's what I'm hearing. I can't wordsmith it. I'm going to need you to wordsmith it. But almost everything you're saying is accept where you are and do something about that and be really good at it and give high levels of service. It's what I keep hearing throughout this whole podcast. And tell us about, because you, you're starting a business, right? Or you have started a business. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, I have um, a couple of things. As you already know, I'm a writer and speaker. Okay. You, you mentioned that. Okay, <laughs> okay. we're going to talk have... about both. <laughs> I also have uh, an executive coaching business consulting business as well. And I am taking this opportunity to expand my service audience offerings more into business consulting, more specifically HR consulting, 
and leadership development. So that's what I'm working to build and already actively engaging in a lot of ways in those efforts. Okay, so before we get into the details of that, let's go to the heart and pain of it first. Let's go backwards in the conversation and let's take it back to company and you, something. Doesn't matter what happened, but now you have a choice. Right. 20 years, <laughs> go back to corporate America and be 20 years a slave again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if, if, if this is the court, the lawyer be like, objection, Your Honor, he's leading the witness, okay? So let me, <laughs> let me not lead the witness, okay? But 20 years again, do that again, or you decide to be your own corporate. Which one did you decide? I've decided to give myself a big chance um, because a big chance. a big chance, right? Because all of that work ethic and that giving my absolute best in every environment, I've given a lot of years towards um, sustaining and maintaining um, organizations and corporations, and they've earned billions of dollars, billions with a B, like B as mm. in basketball. <laughs> Wow. Billions of dollars that, um, and, you know, myself along with many thousands of other people have given their absolute absolute best year over year to build other people's organizations. And I thought with wow. this opportunity, I deserve to give myself that same level of commitment and give my same level of energy and motivation and commitment to, to really give myself a chance and um, dedicate my time to, um, towards those efforts, to building the skill sets, building the relationships, because we know nothing happens without relationships. You and I right now are having this conversation because someone on your team reached out. So that same yeah. model I can continue to um, use in my practice to build relationships. And you never know who you run into, right? Um, the yeah. Bible talks about that we entertain angels unaware all the time. Mm. And um, you right now are acting as an angel or an earthly agent to help expand my business. And prayerfully, I can do the same for you and yours. So we have these relationships. And um, relationships are nothing without time. And working full-time towards another corporation's efforts steals now my time that I need to dedicate towards my own efforts. Okay, we're coming back to that steal your time because that, that makes me want to be nosy and ask about the dating life, but I'm going to let you make it oh. right now, okay? I'm going to let you make it right now. I'm going to let you make it. But inquiring minds want to know if you are here, you know, in the clubs or in the art galleries or if you're building your businesses. But we're coming back to that, though. We're coming back to okay. that. Okay. Right. Now, future you. Now, yes. I want you to listen to Stick in the Pain before we're going to get to the details of your business, but Stick in the Pain or because there is no pain, and, and you and I both know this. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no pain. There is only energy, and your experience, your auto-suggestion, then decides if this is pain. I'm talking mental right now, right? Because if you break your leg, yes. that's freaking pain. Okay, you're right. That's just pain. Right? You can't just have a broken leg and be like, that's not pain. I'm going to talk my way out of it. No, that's just not going to work. Okay, that's just not going to work. But we're talking about mental pain, all right? So I want you to put yourself in either the mental pain or the mental prosperity. 
go to the billion dollars owned entity that you own, you Holland, when, when, when every year you, you got other people working for your billions of dollars corporation, now I need you to give advice to this you today. You did <laughs> old you, but now we need to go to the future you that exists on the timeline right now. Right. I want you to pull that super successful $10,000 suit wearing private jet flying Holland and have her tell present-day Holland what's her next best move right now. Yeah, I think the principle still remains. You know, that's an awesome concept, right, that you asked what would I tell my younger self, and now what would the the more successful or more accomplished self tell my current self? I love it. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the principle still remains, right, diminished doubts. Um, every amount of effort that you are willing to give towards someone else's effort, um, give to yourself and then some. Um, don't avoid um, the work that's required and be kind to everybody because you never know how um, the relationship may be um, beneficial not only for you, but how you can be a blessing or an aid to someone else. So yeah. I think those principles um, really will remain and that commitment, like, you know, how people, are, there's that whole movement of team no sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've always been a believer that, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead because there are many times when um, – I've I've worked all night long to work, literally through every hour of the night and the sun rose and I was wow. still working. And um that for same type of yeah, for someone else. That same type of passion, that same type of commitment, the ability to press in because I don't want to show up with less than what's my absolute best. I have to give that same effort to me. And just because the sun wow. has gone down doesn't mean work is done. Wow. So what do you think, again, before we get to the details, what do you think is going to be your business model? And I mean this in more of an abstract way. I don't mean the, you know, well, I'm going to first step one. Not, I mean, you know, abstract. What's your business model? Are you going to serve? Is, is the end user experience going to be important? Is it going to be add value? No matter what, give us your your current business model and what – actually, you know what? Let me make this harder. Give us the <laughs> business model that you're willing to die for. We want wow. that one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I think because of uh, who God has equipped and uh, created me to be is the business model is based on solving problems with a high mm-hmm. level of service. And yeah. the problems that you don't want to make the investment to fix yourself, then allow me to do that. Allow me to find a creative way to solve a problem for you. Fantastic. Anyone successful believes in emulation, mm-hmm. not copying uh, audience. You can't copy a harvest. Uh, well, you can, but it's not going to work. You're just going to spend a lot of money pretending fools, you know, you're going to. Emulation is when you 
you know this. I'm just saying it for the audience. It's, it's when you are in. It's when you follow or do what other successful people are doing or do what other unsuccessful people are doing, right? That's emulation. When it comes to high level of service and solving problems, can you help us and give us your current companies, people, or brands that you look out and you're going to say, you know what, that will be pretty good to emulate with high quality service and solving problems. Mm-hmm. I think um, there are a lot of great models and examples for us to follow. You know, everyone ever, everyone always says that leadership leaves breadcrumbs. So there yeah. are um, a lot of great ways that we can pick up on things. There's, um, you know, a, a, a model that typically runs in the hospitality management field, but um, in the Ritz-Carlton model of hospitality management mm-hmm. and customer service um, speaks to um, their ability to know their customer's needs before the customer needs it or before the customer yeah. even realizes that they need it. Um, so they spend time, um, you know, their executives and high-level um, analysts spend time doing predictive modeling on human behavior. So understanding what people's needs are based on the service that you want to provide is really mm-hmm. critical. So that spend some t- that means you need to spend time doing research to really know your market, um, to know your marketplace, to know other service providers that um, intend to provide a similar service, and that same model that my mother taught me, be better and faster than anyone in your proximity. Um, but also be able to know <laughs> to know what your people need before they know they need it and be ready to offer it and provide it to them at a high level. Wow. Just look, one more time. Can you just say your mother's model? Because they need to hear that again. That is really good. It really is. Let, let me just take a moment and pay homage to uh, Mrs. Lily Ruth Nance, who I know um, that's right. was uh, a wonderful educator, um, taught elementary school for most of her adult life and was just a beautiful light. And um, she taught me, though, to to learn how to do anything that I'm concentrating on, do it better and faster than anyone else around me. That is and that's, that's caused me. I, had, I did eventually finish college and earn degrees and all that good stuff, but before I had ever done any of that educational work, I had done most of my management experience simply because of that work ethic. Wow. That's amazing. Mom, shout out to you. We know you are smiling at your daughter right now. That is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That is a really, really good business model. It, it really is. And for you to get that so young, so, so at, you know, for you to be rooted in that. It explains why you're successful, so let's talk about it. What company vehicle or product vehicle are you currently building that gives high-quality service and the, what was it, high-quality service and solves problems? So how, I know you got the company, so give us this vehicle. What does your company do? Well, my company, um, the coaching and consulting company is Propel Coaching and Training, 
and it provides executive coaching and business consulting, and business consulting more towards human resource consulting and leadership development. So everything from helping you choose who you should employ. This is an excellent tool and service for small business owners, mid-sized small business owners, um, or even small, um, business, smaller small businesses that have a few employees. Um, early on when I began doing business consulting, most of the people that I worked with were small business owners that were choosing to employ family members. And a lot of times it's easier to work with people that we're close to, our, our close friends and family, but oftentimes those relationships uh, lines that need to be drawn between employee relationships and family relationships um, become very grayed out. And there are oftentimes a lot of conflict that happens when we employ people who are close to us. Um, I work with um, business owners to help them make wise decisions on choosing which family members can be a part of our business and then how to clearly define the roles with contractual agreements. Because I have um, done business successfully with my own family and have learned some lessons. Yes, successfully. All it is absolutely right possible. <laughs> All right. And okay, teach me something. Have learned the importance of contractual agreements that nothing happens unless it's in writing. Because whenever there's a dispute or whenever there's a mood change or an attitude shift, we go to the paper. And the paper says, well, you said X, Y, and Z, and I agreed to A, B, and C. And here's how those two agreements serve us today. And we allow the paper to address any conflicts or any issues rather than allowing our emotions to step up. So those types of nuances, um, I go in and help people set up. I help you set up agreements and contracts. And even though I'm not an attorney, um, I understand business law, I understand employee law, and I know how to create those agreements so that we have a clear path to be successful and focus on business growth and development. Um, those types of things I focus on, I, I focus on conflict resolution, I even help um, businesses set up workplace violence strategies. We're living in a world where people um, express themselves in a lot of ways in the workplace. So how will your company respond if um, colleagues become um, disagreeable or a spouse or family member of one of your employees comes in to handle a family matter in um, a less than preferred way? So we put those yep. types of um, processes in place to help organizations deal with some things that don't necessarily sit front of mind. When you're a business owner, you're doing vision casting and looking at five to ten years out. You're not thinking if your secretary's ex-husband or ex-boyfriend comes in and starts a fight. So I prepare yep. you for those types of things. Um, in leadership development, help you develop team building strategies if there's um, issues with helping create um, more unity and collaborations amongst all of the various personality types that you have working for you. We create team building strategies and how to create really solid, consolidated, and co collaborative teams. 
So all those sorts of things, um, Propel is, is able and qualified to provide support to business owners, as well as strategic planning, right? So, yes, yeah. you're a vision caster. You have an awesome dream. You don't know how to put that dream into to viable action steps. I can help you with strategic planning and business development as well. That's good. That's real good. And a couple of questions there. Um, if I'm a thousand-person company, can can we hire you as well? Um, that's a that's a larger business. Um, I look for people who have anywhere between five to fifty employees. Okay, so you're so you're actually trying to change the world. You're going yeah, down right to from the degree. grassroots, right? Because All we right. teach these principles to smaller businesses, and when you're ready to move into the larger corporation and now have a thousand employees, then you have those principles in place that you can just continue to um, build sustainable systems to to grow for the next levels. Makes sense. But if I write you a five hundred thousand dollar check and say, "Come on up over here," you you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll gladly be willing to customize the service just for your needs. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> no, that's Absolutely. good. That's good. Now, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got seven employees, and okay. let's say all of them family. They are, um, you know, uh, let's say I own a restaurant, and it's okay. a family-owned restaurant or something like that. Can I put you on some sort of monthly retainer? Do you have some automation? You know, in fact, let me ask two questions at the same time. Can I put you on a monthly retainer and or can I automate? Because I respect your time. Is there a way that I can get you but get a dism to you as well so I can learn and then come to you with fantastic questions because you taught me something that I didn't know, so now I don't have to feel stupid because now i got some level to ask you some questions. Anything along, along, those, along those areas? Absolutely. Yes, we can have a, multi, a monthly retainer. There are monthly plans that I offer um, at various levels based on what you'd like to accomplish. I can come in and do leadership development training based on your needs, whether that's um, specifically um, building collaborative teams, how to work through disputes, how to do succession planning, because sometimes in family businesses, we don't often think about the next generation and how do we properly train um, the next level, the next team, so that we can really have longevity in our businesses. So I do some succession planning training. Um, and then there's also always a coaching element. So um, for the executive leaders in the company, I provide executive coaching, so if there are questions that we need to address or follow up on any of those things that we are working to accomplish, then the coaching will provide support in that space. Okay, that's fantastic. Now I'm about to put us both in the hot seat, okay? Put me in the hot seat for even asking this question, and then you're going to have to answer the question, so you're going to be in the hot seat, and I advise you to walk lightly. <laughs> because we both going to get in trouble, okay? But I okay. got to ask you because it's good TV. Because you said succession plan. Yeah. Now, we know. And you mentioned Jesus earlier, so we got to go there. <laughs> we know there are some churches and most 
churches and cultures of churches don't have succession plans. The pastor yeah. dies, and now the church is suffering. We're going to go ahead and say suffering because it is for two or three years in search of a pastor. Is mm-hmm. there? Can we hire someone like you? That is a market that I would love to do more work um, in yes. supporting, right? I've, I've done literal, you know, church ministry my entire life. So I've seen some of that from um, the inside to know what it feels mm-hmm. like to have a pastor um, either pass away suddenly or uh, because of failed health. That transition happens over time, um, and and just allowing people to feel comfortable thinking about passing their legacy forward and how to do that. And um, absolutely, that's a great market uh, to consider uh, providing some great support and service to. But I agree, there's a need there. Oh, what a need! <laughs> there is a gaping <laughs> hole there. <laughs> that I'll put myself in the hot seat. Yeah, we absolutely need to fix that because yeah. now this is the opinion. This is the first time I throw my opinion in there because okay. the people who are there are so good. That doesn't mean we do good all the time, but we're really, really, really trying to make a difference, at least in our community, and we're not succession minded, and we yeah. end up undoing the good we have done for 50 years because we didn't do five weeks of succession planning, right? That's an opinion. (laughs) Would you like to offer your opinion on that opinion? Well, I I will share that I think succession planning is necessary at every level in ministries, not just the pastor alone, but in all areas of leadership. We have to be ready to um, dismiss, if it, if it exists in any way, the feeling that we're the only person that can do something. Um, and again, it goes back to us establishing our identity. Our identity has to be fully intrinsic. It cannot be dependent on any external force or any external source. So my position in the church does not speak to my identity. If that, uh, if that position ends immediately because the pastor or whoever the executive leaders have made another decision, it does not change who I am. And once that message is shared to as many people as possible, succession planning can become a lot more consistent because we don't feel the need to hold on to things as if they define us. So it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to share these skills, I'm going to share these responsibilities with the next person and train up someone else who can come behind me so I can move on to what God has next for me. So I think at every level, succession planning is absolutely necessary. Even the Sunday school teacher. Especially the Sunday school teacher. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's right. (laughs) That's good. Okay, I got four more things, and they're all Holland related. Deanna is my right-hand man. She's a woman, but, you know, she's my right-hand man. And she is she's plays multiple roles for me and wears multiple hats. She's my executive assistant because I don't know what I'm doing. Anything of organizing, child, don't get me to do it, okay? In fact, she, she said, hey, you got your 
at 8 o'clock this morning, hey, you got your your podcast with Holland today. Okay, great. Then she came back an hour later. Hey, right? She kept, <laughs> I got six <laughs> reminders in in three hours, and that's how good she is. Yeah, she, thank you, Deanna. She does great yes, work. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. She made sure that I ask you these four things because she wanted to know herself, and I don't want to get in trouble because you know, like I know, if you ain't going to be pro-admin, you might as well just go out of business. And to keep my admin team happy, I'm going to ask you these four questions, okay? Because okay. I ain't trying to get in trouble. You understand, okay? <laughs> now, here we go. You got a book called Lessons on Life, on, excuse me, Lessons on Leadership Before Dying. I was told I better okay. ask you about that because <laughs> apparently it was a really big deal when y'all was talking. Okay. Yes, that's an upcoming uh, release. It's going to be um, my first book specifically on leadership, Um, but as it's titled Lessons on Leadership Before Dying, I share my experience and lessons that I've learned before I died. So that's an interesting statement. Um, Okay, yeah, we want to talk about that. You can't, um, just, you November, can't just throw out you die. I can't just say I yeah. died and just move nah, on. Nah, nah, okay. No, nah, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> November of 2005, I experienced a ruptured brain aneurysm. I happened to be sitting at the um, conference table with my team um, at the company that I worked for for many years in the midst of a team meeting and became just um, unconscious and had a seizure and all of that good stuff. Um, All of this is really a big story about how God has ordained our lives in almost every moment of our day, that he's fully aware of where we are and what's going on. Um, But I got immediate care because, as you alluded to earlier, I am a single woman that lives alone. So typically, if any of that happened in any other environment, I would have experienced that by myself. Um, But I was in a room with about 15 other people on a campus where there was immediate health care available to me. They discovered that a a vessel in my brain had ruptured, and what I thought was just a bad sinus day that I was having sinus draining was actually my brain was bleeding. And um, many of of us know that a brain aneurysm typically kills people instantly, um, especially when it ruptures. But instead, I am, you know, nearly 15 years later talking to you today, fully recovered and all of that. But there were some ideas on leadership that I had before I had this moment um, of experiencing and confronting death and some perspectives on life um, and my commitments to leadership that made a major shift um, after that experience. So I discussed some principles about the fact that it's important for us, and I'll just give you one um, tidbit. It's important for us to always put purpose above projects, right? right. And oftentimes as leaders, we drive projects, we drive initiatives really hard, but oftentimes those projects and initiatives don't have anything to do with purpose. So once we understand the purpose and our our mission for being whatever organization or group that we're leading, 
everything we do has to support and speak to that purpose. And oftentimes we're quite busy, but we're not purpose-driven. And understanding how to really gauge that and be bold enough to um, tell even those that lead us that, no, we really shouldn't put a lot of effort here because it doesn't speak to our purpose and come up with some really creative solutions on how to always point us back to purpose. So those types of lessons, um, you know, another lesson relates to being a compassionate leader as opposed to being a dogmatic leader. My leadership style has changed, you know, a whole 180 degrees um, because now, obviously, I'm a much more compassionate leader. I care about the people much more than I do about the tasks that we have to complete each day. If we don't care about each other and build relationships, people won't work well for you anyway. We're dying to do that, dying to change you. Oh, yeah. We're going to help you figure some things out. (laughs) So that's an upcoming release. Um, Look for that around. Um, I'd love to release it on the anniversary of that event. I try to do all of my book publications around that November time frame because it speaks to the fact that um, God preserved me to to speak the messages that I've been allowed to speak. Wow. You left me speechless. You you really did. And I'm not just saying that. Talk about life after layoff. Well, I think the the statement is um, there is always life after layoff over – my um, whole career path, I've been laid off about three different times from various companies. So, um, but each time before this one, I jumped right back into another job. And this oh, time, I'm, I'm looking at life from a different perspective and yeah. um, looking at it from, like, I, I have a lot of experience. I, I've gained a lot of information and knowledge. Let's put that towards some efforts that can really speak to my own purpose. Yeah, that's good. And and it, it makes me, I have to say it right here, and I'm not going to be able to develop it, And but I have to, I will develop another podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, there is no such thing as job security. It's just not. They can <laughs> let you go at any time. I don't care who you are, partner, this and that. You fool around and get the wrong medical disease. And, and, and I know in Texas, they can lay you off at will. So just yeah. just know that if yeah if you want freedom, it is mm-hmm. massive income, and your no job is ever going to give you that because your job is to give them massive income, right? right? Not for them to give you massive income. You want to talk about that? Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm anxiously wanting no, to jump in. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. You, you're the expert on that. Well, you know what turned the light bulb off on um, for me was I was having a discussion with one of my managers, and it was around that whole compensation. Every year you have your evals, and they discuss whether or not you're going to, A, get a promotion, and B, if you're going to get a pay raise. And the, the gentleman that I was working with at that time kindly told me, he says, no, you're not going to make any more money with this company. So if you're expecting wow. to get an increase, that's just not going to happen. And wow. I was I was insulted and I was angered. And I rarely get, and <laughs> yeah, I get, rarely get angry. <laughs> but it, it, it caused me to fume that he would have the audacity to tell me that I would never, ever make any more money with this company. Mm. And I said, well, 
I know there's a company I can work for that will never tell me that. It's called yeah. Holland Nance LLC. Let me go work for her. Right, <laughs> I know that's right. And that, that, that amount happen. of money is limitless, right? We determine yeah. where we put our cap. And if there's a cap yeah. at all, we determine that. So that I'm was the initiative sure you, to me. I'm, yeah, that someone would put a like ceiling on me and be bold enough to verbalize it. So, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you like the boss. I, I hear Holly's pretty cool. I'm pretty yeah, sure you nice like guy. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy. That, I can't believe he said that. That's crazy. But well, you know what? You, yeah, that is, that is, that's work for you. That, that's work for you. Sharing happens. hope. Deanna yeah. wanted me to talk about sharing hope. Talk about it. Yeah, when we talk about identity, right, that's that's who I am. My whole reason for existing and being is to share a message of hope, right? A, a lot of times, you know, when I have conversations like this, people hear my optimism and enthusiasm, but um, it's not because I haven't experienced any hard times, right? I've already shared I lost my mother at 14. I've also shared yeah, that I had a major medical issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, that, you, you died. You, you, you right. Died. Like I, I yeah. had a whole death situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and in my book, uh, the I'm Accepted book, shares a lot more of my personal stories about the mistakes that I've made, that I have um, encountered um, sexual abuse as a child, and um, yeah. all kinds of bad decisions regarding relationships in adulthood because I didn't have a clear sense of who I was, nor did I have a clear understanding that there was a lot of hope left. Even though I've experienced some pain and a whole lot of disappointment, there's still a whole lot of hope left. And um, I've done work with um, people who are um, incarcerated, people who are incarcerated and who don't expect to ever get out, and those who are incarcerated who have a plan for getting out, and helping them to understand that no matter what your situation, um, there's still hope. Um, yeah. I worked in um, homes for pregnant teenagers and worked with women who've had abortions and all sorts of other hard decisions that we have to make in life. And the consistent message is there's hope and nothing about your past dictates what your future can and cannot become. So the the only reason why God has allowed me to live through all of the various issues and experiences that I've had and still allowed me to wake up each day with a bright smile and a gleaming hope is so I can share that message so that I always can be um, an imparter of hope and to share encouragement as much as I can with anybody that I interact with. So um, wow. that's 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 who I am, right? If you ask me, if we started this interview with Holland, tell us who you are, I would say, you know, my whole purpose and, and reason for being is to share the message of hope and encourage people. If we started <laughs> this conversation with you asking me, you know, who is Holland Nance, that would be my answer, right? I exist solely to share uh, the message of hope and to encourage everyone that I interact with. That's that's why I'm here. That's incredible. Yeah, that, that's that's incredible. That's too funny that what keeps happening on this thing. But I love it. That is how powerful you are. And I was thinking when you were talking that hope. I've been. You can tell 
that you're telling the truth because from the moment you've been on this phone, you're, you can hear it in your voice. Your voice is it's empathetic and strong, which actually empathy is strong, but so that shouldn't be much of a shock. But it's just you got this, it's more than soothing. You have this serene, brokenness, lovingness voice about you right <laughs> you <know? Okay. laughs> yeah well you know but for me personally i only like broken people because they're not arrogant right, right? if you've right. you never been broken then then i don't really want to deal with you at all because mm-hmm. let's face it you know you, you're dealing with some other issues that we don't feel like dealing with over here <laughs> like broken people they're typically kind people because they know life is precious that's that's awesome. Now, before we get to the last thing, which is encouragement, because that's what she wanted me. So I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you talk about encourage and encourage <laughs> us on the way out of here. We gotta talk about this dating, though. I told you that was gonna oh, come back up. Yeah. How do you even I know you. that I am not married and accounted for? Because uh, I actively <laughs> listen. I am oh, a girl. Goodness. If I don't do nothing else. I am an active listener. It makes a lot of money, let me tell you. That's yes. true. <laughs> yes. That's how, that's how you got my dollars, that active listening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's it. Definitely. Now, you mentioned super early in the podcast, your time okay. is precious. So it if is. someone is trying to date Holland, tell us about how they – how would your dater – try to date you. Oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> All <laughs> applications can be submitted to hollandance.com. <laughs> That's too fun. Okay, submit it where? <laughs> no, by, by no means. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> I, I, I think because, um, like you said, time is limited. Um, any sort of... Um, Dating relationships and interactions have to be fully fully focused on enjoyment and fun, right? Yep. Um, it has to be a, a light and a lifting part of my day and for his, right? That all of us are, you know, hardworking people and professionals or, you know, going about taking care of the life that God has assigned us to. So it has to be full of enjoyment and laughter and just, you know, a good old time. So um, that's probably the best way to approach that. It has to be enjoyable, that it can't be a source of um, discomfort or pain or insecurity and all of that quote-unquote drama. (laughs) Let's just just have have fun because I'm I'm having a great time over here in my corner. but I, I would I would love to share that with people who want to continue sharing his great time in his corner, but it has to be enjoyable. Should he brush his teeth and wash his feet? Well, that he has to do that before he talks to anybody, <laughs> right? That's not just in the dating scenario, right? That should be a part of. Daily maintenance. <laughs> That's just waking up. Right? You woke up. Go yeah. brush your teeth and wash your feet. Yeah. yeah, he's got to be fully whole, right? Because whole people <laughs> like whole people, right? I know that. Right. And yes, we've all had broken experiences, but thank God we've experienced healing and transformation. 
So I like whole people to come hang out with me. No, that's right. You all for loving people back to wholeness, but not your dating life. Huh? You just yeah, come on over here home. I, know I, I work right. with people who, you know, that I encourage and share the message of hope with all day long. Um, I would do that for the person of interest as well, but he he really should be a whole person. I understand. And let me tell you, that's wisdom. You helping somebody out there. <laughs> Listen here, ladies, stop picking up projects, okay? You got enough. Right. You have enough no. projects. Yeah, yeah, you need more projects. To, we are not the fixers. That lady has a job. What was her name, the little lady on the show? Uh, Iyana Vincent or something like yeah, that. She yeah, she tries to yeah, fix people's yeah. lives. That, that job is already taken. So Child, you don't have surely. to be responsible for fixing people. They I should be sick right. before they show up. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Well, won't you encourage us out of here? So this is what this is what I normally do. It could be transformational, educational, or informative, but in, informational. I, I couldn't help myself, right? You like alliterations. I like rhyming, okay? So transformational, <laughs> educational, or informational. We know that's not a I word. We're going to make it work. It works. <laughs> any, mm-hmm. any way that you want to do that, go ahead and Give us the, your final thoughts like Jerry Springer back in the 90s. You can give it oh, to us. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 again, uh, Mr. Antonio, I thank you again for just oh, yeah. the invitation to have this conversation. It has um, been a light. You and your organization, those that work with you, are awesome, an awesome team of supportive, well-trained um, people who are, are willing to Take on folks like me who just want to go to the next level. So, again, I thank you for um, all that you're doing to impact the world in such a great way. Um, I just want to, you know, continue to encourage your audience that um, all of us are along the journey to um, manifesting everything that we've envisioned for our lives. So um, I just want to say, you know, fully walk in in, in the hope and in the power and in the strength that um, each day allows us. And any time those little whispers of doubt come in that question whether or not this is meant for us, whether or not we're capable, and whether or not we're worthy, I want us to instantly smash it to the floor and stomp it like it is your worst enemy and replace that doubtful thought with the knowledge to know that there is nothing you can't do. In fact, my website says all things are possible to those who believe. So keep believing in yourself. Wow. We sure thank you very much, Holland. I promise you I say this without trying to buy a jury, but I can hear you on some TV program, Law of Attraction series, or or The Secret Part 2. You definitely have the the energy and all everything for it. I've enjoyed you here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Holland. Do me a favor. Go to the show notes. You'll see all of her information. You'll see her books. You'll see all sorts of stuff about her. She She's allowed us to have her and have us in her reality. And if you're single, you can go ahead and apply your application, have a listen to this. But please know there will be a sifting process. Other than that, (laughs) Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. I have failed so much in life. I've been so evil. 
I've done everything in life to mess it up. And I have. I have completely messed this life up. And then I changed. And then I start applying things that I didn't know, but I always knew. You call it the law of attraction. Or maybe you don't. Or maybe you're religious and maybe you're not. Here is what I know. I know that we all have a karmic debt to pay off. And I have either paid mine off or almost off. And now I dedicate my entire life to you. Please know that as my life is dedicated to you, it means I get beat up a lot. But that's what this is about. It is about people like me putting their gains at risk for you. The crazy thing about life is once we get enough, whatever enough means, if you're a politician, it's enough votes. Someone likes money, enough money, whatever enough is. You're a pastor, enough members, we tend to protect it. This podcast is not about protection, it is about you. I sincerely believe in you. I know you're going to be it. I know you're going to do it. Whatever that is for you. There are no mistakes. I want you to share this podcast, but not for personal gain. I want you to share it because I am giving you my every being. So you can turn around and do the same for others. I give away me. And then you give away you. I lower me so you can stand on my shoulders and then you return the favor and you lower yourself so someone else will stand on your shoulders and then voila. No one is lower than the other because we've all lowered ourselves. Finally, the music in this podcast that you're going to hear, I hope it gets stuck in your head. It's actually from my favorite movie, Cloud Atlas. It's the cover. It's not the original version, but it sounds just like it. Cloud Atlas is a great movie by the Wachowskis. My second favorite movie is The Matrix, but that has nothing to do with this right now. It is about repeating the same mistakes. And so I'm hoping subconsciously that as you repeat the same mistakes, Cloud Atlas is mostly about ascending from those mistakes. So I'm hoping the words, the music, the melody, everything helps you ascend to where you're supposed to be, which is where you've always agreed you wanted to be before you got there. I love you. This is the Secret to Success Law of Attraction. I really, really know that this will be a blessing, a lifesaver to many people. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world. 
not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the, if it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, 
you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.